you fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know, and Absolutely. that's an expression for a reason. You know, like most of the most confident people are probably also just as insecure as, right. as you are. Um, but yeah, it's just about putting on the, I don't want to use the word facade, but putting on the mindset of like, what would a confident person do, you yeah. know? And I try to just get out of my head and just get into my body and just. Welcome to the Build with Braybeck podcast, where we dig deep into real, raw, and honest conversations with people that are making moves, making change, and making their own version of their very best life. And teaching you how to build the same. Covering all things health, wellness, anti-diet culture, body positivity, and so much more. Here's your host, Amanda Braybeck. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday. Welcome back to the Build with Brayback podcast. It's your host. It's me, Amanda. Obviously, who else would it be? I hope you guys are having a lovely week. Vibes are high this week. I'm feeling good. Um, I don't know. I just feel like I've had a really good outlook on life the last couple of days or weeks. And I really want to like lay that all out here so it's recorded. I want you guys to feel the energy and I want you guys to be buzzing at that high frequency because life's too short to not be. All right. Um, and like the days that I'm not feeling that way, I've been really good at just being like, you know what? Nothing matters. Nothing fucking matters. <laughs> like obviously things matter, but like in the grand scheme of life, this thing that I'm stressing out about, this thing that's bringing my mood down, is it going to matter in the next five days, in the next five months, in the next five years? Probably not. So take a step back, you know, get a little perspective. But um. No, I think that I'm just like jumping right in. I'm just going to like use this as my high for the week, I think. Um, but for like so much of my life, I feel like I really like have not held myself back, but kind of like put myself in a box. And, you know, I think we all do that. Like I'm this, I'm not that. I'm you know, an introvert. I'm not an extrovert. I'm not able to be outgoing like that. It's just a random example, not like totally what I'm talking about. But um, and I think especially like working uh, full-time in the fitness industry and like really comparing myself to other instructors that have like super big personalities and presences while they teach, it's so easy to like compare yourself to that and be like, oh, I can't do that. I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. blah. And recently, I feel like I've really gotten into that nothing matters mindset and just kind of been like, well, why not me? I like really enjoy teaching. I know that I have, I teach a good class or else wouldn't be successful in it. Um, and I've been training at a studio, um, which like, if you follow me on Instagram, I, I'm not like doing a big, like surprise reveal, uh, but you can probably guess which one. Um, but it's been a really, a really good opportunity for growth and pushing me to get out of my head. And I just feel like I've had a couple of breakthroughs, while in there. And it's crazy how much it can really translate into your everyday life. You know, the way that you enter a room, the way that you approach different work scenarios. Um, and it's kind of what I've talked about on here a few times before in terms of um, cultivating confidence. Even when you don't really feel like you have it, even when you're not feeling yourself, to really be able to like just put on, I don't want to say a facade, 
but to like kind of flip a switch be like, no, I'm a baddie. I can do it just as good as that other person and I have it inside me to do that and that's what I'm going to do. Like if that person can do it, why not me? And I think that we should all be applying that to so many different things in life. Like if there's something that you want to do, why not you? And don't actually sit there and answer all the – like write down a bunch of answers of why not you (laughs) because that's just self-deprecating and we don't have time for that. Um, I don't really have a low. I feel like life's been really good. Like I've had like a bunch of good, you know, friend things and happy celebrations like bachelorettes and bridal showers and – I'm excited to see my family for Father's Day this weekend. Um, Life has just been happy. But I guess my only low, and it's so stupid and vain, um, I had this like inflamed like pore. I don't even want to like call it a pimple because it like really wasn't a pimple. Like maybe sort of like a blackhead, but not even. But like right on the like edge of my lip. And... Obviously, I popped it because if you know me, I can't not. And now it just now it looks like a giant like pimple, herpes, cold sore, and it's just kind of like a scab because I'm a monster. I can't, I can't not pick. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for you guys to listen to this episode. I say that literally every episode, but um. I feel like I found my soul sister counterpart out in California via Instagram. Um, We both used to teach at Cycle Bar, just different studios. I was at Assembly Row. She was in New York City. Um, I think she might have taught in Jersey too, but we were connected on Instagram, I think just through that and like randomly, you know, maybe would like DM here and there. Um, and then we ended up recording the episode together and like, we just have so much in common, um, in terms of our outlook on fitness and our outlook on life, but even just like silly, like background things of like growing up and stuff. Um, so if you listen to this podcast, you'll probably enjoy listening to her too. I think she has such a great energy around her and like I was having not the best day, when I recorded with her, I just was like really tired and dragging and feeling kind of like impostery during the day. And then when I got off the call, I like really flipped that switch into like the, no, you're dragging yourself down. Why not me kind of thing. So I think hearing everything that she has to say, hopefully will like really instill that message, um, into all you guys. So I'm excited for you to listen to her. Um, recommendations. I definitely have like an obsessive personality. So last week I talked about the, um, Whitney Port and her husband, Timmy, her, their reaction videos on YouTube to the Hills. Um, and I've had it on like during the day while I'm working a lot of times, if I'm doing more like tedious work, um, and so I literally blew through all four seasons of reaction videos. The re- videos are not that long, but, and then I just finished their reaction videos to the city, which is what they started with. So I have literally no other TV recommendations because that's all I've been watching. Um, I don't think I mentioned it before. I would recommend Cruel Summer. It's on Hulu. I think it's a free form show. It's pretty good. Um, but it's about like a kidnapping case in the nineties, pretty twisty turny. And then the bull type, the final season just aired. So if you haven't watched it, you have so much good TV ahead of you. There's I think four seasons already out on Hulu. So good. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, and then I finished the seven husbands of Evelyn Hugo is incredible. I talked about that last week, I think, or the week before. And I started Daisy Jones and the six because you guys, um, recommended it. And I'm, I only read it like a couple nights this week, but hooked. It's so good right from the jump. So I'm excited to really get into that. Um, that's it. 
All right. Have a great week. Enjoy the episode. Peace and blessings, y'all. This week's guest is all about the energy, so I'm sure she's going to bring it to the pod as well. We were first connected on the interwebs because we were both instructors at Cycle Bar, just much different locations. She has since uprooted from Manhattan and took a leap of faith moving during a global pandemic to bring her talents to Southern California. She's a full-time fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and creator and CEO of Elevate Body, a virtual body weight only fitness experience. I know that we're going to get along because we both want fitness to just be fun first and foremost, as well as inclusive. Not only that, but when she's not teaching fitness, she can be found reading at the beach, drinking a hard kombucha and eating tacos, a girl truly after my own heart. Welcome to the podcast, Emma Baluomo. Did I say your last name right? I feel like I said You're close. You know, I really take like anything sometimes just because it is a funky one. <laughs> Technically, it's the U and the O make a woe. So it's Baluomo. Oh, oh I but love I take that. Okay. Oh, I take Balomo. You know, back in college, my nickname was Emma Belloni. So like really anything <laughs> is better than, than that. I'm cool with it. Well, it wasn't that bad, but I mean, you deserve to have your name said. Yeah, totally. so. <laughs> well, welcome. I'm so excited to chat. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so looking forward to this. Awesome. Well, let's just jump right in. So I would love to just kind of start from the beginning. I feel like that's always a great starting point to just lead the conversation. Um, so kind of your journey into the fitness world, where did your interest in fitness start? Where did you, you know, start working in fitness? Were you always full time? I want to hear it all. Absolutely. It's funny. A lot of people, I think when they meet me think that I've been, you know, fit and into fitness my whole life. And that's the complete opposite of what's true. I was never athletic growing up at all. Like Anytime, the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally anytime the kids are like playing street ball, I'm like, I'd rather just read my book and, you know, just be inside. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was never overweight as a child. I never had an issue. You know, I was relatively active, but I hated like playing sports or anything athletic at all. So for me, I didn't make the connection that you could be into health and wellness without playing sports until yep. later in my life. I grew up on Long Island where um, the high school sports community is huge. So basically you had to play a sport and I did. I played girls lacrosse for mm -hmm. a brief time in my life, hated it. And then after that, I was sort of like, okay, well, I guess my time is up. But during my college years, I really struggled with that transition in college. Of course, gained like, I think for me, it was more like the freshman 30 or something <laughs> crazy, you know? And so I yep. found the gym and I was really surprised that I could start liking and actually building fitness into my routine in a way that I hadn't experienced before. But again, during those days, it was sort of like, okay, just go run on the treadmill for 20 minutes and then peace. Yeah. Like that was it. Yep. And then later in life, after I graduated, I moved to Manhattan. I was living there and it was sort of when the boutique fitness scene was really blowing up. Mm -hmm. Soul, Fly, Barry's, Fitting Room, all yep. just like starting to pop up. I don't know if you remember the days of Unlimited Class Pass. This might have yeah. been like way back in, in the day. Yeah. For those listening. Was, <laughs> um, and then Class Pass became the like most more amazing thing than the studios. Exactly. Um, but during that time, it was like, wow, I can, you know, really try out all these classes. And all of a sudden, I started loving group fitness. Mm -hmm. Group fitness for me was more magnetic than going to the gym, than playing a sport, than anything else. Cause it just had this energy to it. You were saying earlier about energy and I really felt like it wasn't even a workout. It was an experience, whether it was a spin class, whether it was a, I was really into Zumba for a while, yes. <laughs> dance, cardio, yes. different classes like that were like so much fun to me because it didn't feel like working out. Mm -hmm. And I sort of thought to myself, you know, why aren't more people talking about this aspect of it, you know, not just losing weight, not just getting healthier, but fun. And yeah. that energetic experience of community, going to the same classes, having instructors that knew your name, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever time it was, I felt so connected to it. And it was during a time when I was working full-time in a corporate job, that post- college feeling of what am I doing with my life? Is this really where I want to be? 
is my whole life ending up sort of the way I expected or am I just kind of like floating around? That was sort of how I felt. But this feeling and this group connection brought me so much joy every week. And then as time went on, it became pretty much the highlight of my day, you know, whether I was going to see my favorite instructor, whether I was going to go to my favorite class and the instructors had such a huge effect on me. I started seriously considering whether it was something that I could do myself. Yeah. I literally relate so heavily to every single step of the story. Like when I was a little kid, my parents always wanted me to be involved in a sport or something because I mean, my dad was like in the Navy and super like, you know, standards Mm -hmm. and you stay busy. So you stayed out of trouble and like all that kind of stuff, which obviously is true, but I, and he wouldn't let me quit either, even though I hated it so bad. And I used to pretend to faint on the field Stop. so that they would just let me sit on the sidelines and like, <laughs> that is so, it was the girl it that walked like the mile. I should have done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a great trick. My mom, until like I was in college or something, thought I had like an issue with overheating. And I was like, no, you're mom. like, no, I just hate this. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I just, I hate sports, but it really is like you put yourself in a box of like, mm-hmm. no, I'm not that kind of person. So I right. don't like those things. And then like, yeah, I'm athletic find- or I'm not athletic. I'm sporty or I'm lazy. You know, right. it's like there's this other way. My sister, she was always the athletic one. She's always the one who had the hand-eye coordination, the yep. talents on the court. And yep. I'm like, did I catch the ball? Did I miss it? Where is it? That's me. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Same. And it was the same. Like I moved to Boston and fell in love with like the feeling and the energy in the room. And like, it started being like kind of a social thing. Like I Mm -hmm. would meet new friends when I went to class or like meet, you know, friends for like a little spin date or, you know, and it's really the best, but okay. So from going to corporate job, to now full-time fitness. Let's fill in that gap a little bit. Um, it was a huge transition for anyone listening who's been through it. You know, people glamorize this job and they say like, wow, how amazing. You get to make your own schedule. You get to help people. You get to just teach two classes a day and then just right. lay around. And, you know, at first that's what you think. You know, you think like, wow, this is my dream. I get to just work out for a living. And the reality of it, as gratifying and as amazing as it is, it is hard, mm-hmm. especially when you are used to, there's that transition period where at first you're like, oh my God, so much of my day is free. This is great. But yep. then it's really easy to not be able to be on a schedule. And I'm a very routine person. If I'm not in a routine, I feel very thrown off. So it took me a little while to adjust to that. Of course, also just the structure of it. You know, you go from getting a steady paycheck every two weeks, health insurance benefits to if you don't work, you don't get paid. If you get sick, you don't get paid. If you take a vacation, you don't get paid. So it's just a totally different lifestyle. But I, from the jump, had no regrets. Mm -hmm. From the first summer that I basically, it happened pretty quickly when I decided that I wanted to start teaching, I was just really looking at anywhere that would take me. Um, And the beautiful thing about boutique fitness is a lot of studios, you know, train you in your method. So in their method rather. So even if you're not very experienced or if you've never done something that before, they just want you to come in audition and then train with them. So that was what I ended up doing with a cycling studio in Manhattan called psych fitness rest Mm -hmm. in peace. It is now sadly closed, but it was the gateway into my journey. And I just vividly remember my audition. I swear. I felt like I was on American idol. I got a number had to ride in a class. Thank God almighty. We didn't have to actually get on the podium ourselves and teach mm-hmm. during that first audition. Cause there's no way I would have done it. I always joke around to everyone that I meet if they had seen me during my first early days of instructing, they'd be like, what? You have no personality. <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause it really does take time. But yeah, from that first audition and that first moment, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be in this feeling. I want to be in this energy. I want to be around these people who are truly just trying to better themselves and be part of this experience. Totally. I ended up going part-time at first because I was trying to figure out, you know, how I was going to transition out of full-time fashion. That was where I was working prior. And yeah, it ended up just being a leap of faith at the time I was 24. So I thought to myself, you know, like 
I have no steady, serious, major bills or family to support or house to pay off. If I'm going to do it, I should do it now. And I can always go back. And I still say that to myself to this day, every time I take a risk, like if it doesn't work out, I'm just back where I started and I can always go back. Absolutely. that is how I made the jump. It was crazy at first. I was teaching, I think literally one class a week. I think I made $40 a week. I was like, yes, this is amazing. We like I was it. so happy just taking tons of classes, spending all the time, sweating with my friends and living it up. And then I got serious and I thought to myself, okay, I blew through my savings. Now what? So I ended up getting three jobs. I was teaching cycling. I started teaching bar mm-hmm. and then I got a just like paid marketing internship just to kind of get an extra influx of cash. And I was just hustling for a while yeah. doing that grind of teaching three, four classes a day, taking every sub opportunity that I could taking as many classes as I could just to really immerse myself in the field. Yeah. That's what you have to do when you're first starting out. And it totally paid off. That's so amazing. I know. I love that you started with that because it is such a glamorized yeah. profession because I mean, it is, it's a really freaking cool job. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Right. Like you get to connect with so many people like that really is the basis of your job. But at the same time, it's a very giving job. It's like you said, it's unstable in, you know, uh, uh, the normal stable kind of jobs. Mm-hmm. Like if you compare the two, they're just very yep. different. And it's not just, oh, you teach 15 classes a week. So you only work 15 hours a week. Like that's so oh, heck no. It's like, I think people don't realize how much extra work goes on on the back end. Right. You, know, you might teach a 45 minute class, but between playlisting programming and getting yourself to the studio early and staying late to say goodbye to clients, that's, that could be three hours right there. Right. And I feel like there's so much like networking and like trying to like build your craft, build your brand, connect with people. And so many people normally will have maybe it's, you know, marketing internship or you're doing a podcast on the side or anything else to make more connections, have another stream of income. Like it's not just do do do. I have every afternoon free and I want to go lay down. Exactly. Like, (laughs) exactly. Um, Okay. There's so much that I want to ask you. So it's just hard to decide. (laughs) Well, let's talk about your move from Manhattan to California. So, you know, pandemic hits. Was it just another time like that? Like, I'm just going to do it? Yeah. I think that there's generally this theme in my life where I've had these opportunities to take big jumps. And I've thought to myself, why not? Because again, truly like you can always go back. And I'm born in New York, raised on Long Island, and then spent after, during and after college, um, almost 10 years in the city. So I actually have family out here. My aunt and uncle moved out here a while ago for work and my sister followed as well. My sister's my best friend. Mm -hmm. So every winter for Christmas, we would always visit them. And I've spent so much time out here that I really thought, how cool would it be to live somewhere different than the place I've been my whole life? It was just never the right time. Yeah, And I was really entrenched at my prior studio that I was at pre-COVID. I was in deep there. I was, you know, full-time there, lead instructor. Cycle bar, right? Training. Yes. Yes. So I'm still with the brand Cycle Bar. I'm obviously just at the one in California. And the one that I was at back home, I was training the other instructors, et cetera. So it didn't feel like something I could step away from. Yeah. And just the timing wasn't right, you know, and it's scary to, I know people who are listening have probably moved places and done things, but other than college, I had never left home really, or just my comfort zone. So during the pandemic, when everything was closed down, I had a serious moment where I was like, what if I tried this? And what if this was almost just a chance to say, Hey, I'm sitting in my apartment. Might as well sit in California. You know, it's all virtual. Why not? So after a few months of being in lockdown in Manhattan, you know, I'm sure, I don't know what Boston was like, probably similar, you know, you're stuck inside. There's not any really options. (laughs) It's rough for anyone who was in a city during those dark days. I was my heart goes out to you. Very jealous of all my friends with houses and fire pits and backyards. <laughs> it's remarkable the difference between an apartment and a house. Like having multiple rooms to walk into, you're like that in itself. What a dream. Right? What a dream. 
<laughs> seriously, crazy times. Um, so after, you know, being there and sort of thinking, we don't know when this is going to end, especially in New York, things were pretty bad. It was, there wasn't really a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. I remember thinking, okay, maybe June things will start opening up. But even in June, when things did start opening up, gyms were the last on the list right. so far behind. Right. So I finally was saying, okay, you know, if it's the time, why don't we try this now? Why don't we just see? And that was what yeah. happened. I luckily was able to have the support of having, you know, my family's connections out here, which made the whole jump a lot easier. And obviously having my sister literally five minutes away from where I am is amazing. Yeah. And it's been such a transition. There's really no place like New York. And so I miss the energy of the city. It's completely different being in Orange County. I'm in a beach town, which is amazing. It's incredible. The weather's great. The beach is literally 10 minutes away, but of course there's pluses <laughs> and minuses to yeah. both. You know, it's all about just how different each place is, but I love it. And I've been saying to everyone, you know, that like, I feel like the first because I've been here for almost a year now. It's going on a year in August, which mm -hmm. is crazy. I can't believe August is two months away. It'll be a year. I feel like last and year, I, like, doesn't count, though. <laughs> well, literally. That's what I was about you to know? say. Like, as, in, as incredibly shaping the last year was, I almost feel like I'm starting now. Yeah. Because literally, the state of California opens tomorrow. They're reopening um, as we speak. So I feel that now that things are opening up, it's almost like, okay, you moved now. Yeah. Let's see like, how it now goes. Now it's go time. Like now. Cause yeah. as amazing as the last year was, I didn't, I made connections. Absolutely. I started working somewhere new. I've done all the things, but I haven't fully experienced real right. life. So now I'm like, okay, let's see what post COVID life is like. It's going to be amazing. Totally. Absolutely. Um, I love that. I mean, it's, I feel like you're like undercutting a little bit, like what you did, because I know, people move all the time, but like people also stay in the same spot way Absolutely. more often, you know, like it's scary to leave, especially like you were saying, you know, you're a lead instructor, you've spent years building up your network of clients there and everything. And to start all over yep. is really scary, especially during a pandemic when like it's harder to reach people also. <laughs> someone like us who I feel thrives on connection mm -hmm. it hit pretty hard and I, I think I'm oh, even just yeah. now processing how much this last year did affect me you know even just not seeing those faces that you see every day in the studio you know your yeah. clients become like your family totally. and when you are super social like we are it can be very isolating to go from literally a hundred to zero. Yeah. That. It was very isolating. Like I, and the virtual workouts as like, I am, you know, obviously beyond grateful for the support that people showed, like with the virtual workouts and it was such a fun new thing. It's not like an exchange of energy in the same way, like in-person fitness is. So like, I feel like I got so sad and tired from like, giving and trying to be so energetic on the screen and then like the most you get back is like you know the little like thumbs up or like a chat kind of thing and you close the computer and you're just like yeah oh. it was such a crazy <laughs> challenge building my virtual brand yeah and trying to create that sense of community it really challenged my creativity as an instructor but almost in the best way because yeah. like you said there is less of an exchange of energy, but it forces you to dig deeper. Yep. And it's crazy because now I have these clients who are sort of like family that I've never even met in I person. And it's amazing. Yeah. Let's so let's talk about your um, virtual business. So it's Elevate Body yes. and you do do some in-person like outdoor yes. stuff, right? I'm starting to now, which has been such a great feeling because it was born on the computer, you know, it was born virtually. And I thought, you know, can this method transition to in-person? Do I even want to teach this right. method in person? Cause I'm used to teaching cycling, which is such a different like vibe of, you know, you're yeah. in a dark room, the lights are low, the music's blaring. 
flaring. Yeah. This is, you know, much more functional, much more strength-based, but I've started doing outdoor events about once a month and it's going so well. It's really nice to have that social connection, like you said, and I try to make it something fun, something that, you know, we can stay for a drink after we can have, you know, a chat and not just, Hey, workout by. Right. Um, and I think I want to start doing them more frequently now that everyone's, I think, ready to get to a mix of virtual and in person. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about a little bit of the virtual stuff. Are you still going to be doing? Yes. A hundred percent. I feel strongly that virtual workouts aren't going anywhere. I think that they've been ingrained into our lifestyle at this point. And I know my, myself, the ability to truly walk downstairs, press play on my computer and work is such a blessing because it does take away from some of those costs that we were talking about earlier, right? commuting and et cetera, just maintaining my energy. It really helps. But I also love just how well Elevate Body works virtually. It's body weight only. So you don't need any equipment at all. And I find that for my clients who travel when I travel, et cetera, it's a no brainer because you never have to worry about like, do I have equipment? Do I have weights? Do I have whatever? And a little over a year in, I'm still making myself sore, which I'm like, okay, this must be working. (laughs) Yeah. That is definitely a sign. Yeah. I love that so much because I feel like it's kind of what you're talking about before we really hopped on, um, people like scoff at body weight, you know, like, Mm -hmm. unless you're lifting the heaviest weight, then like, it's not going to do anything or, you know, and it's sometimes slowing down and scaling back can do the most for you. Absolutely. I completely agree. And I think that every fitness method has its place. Yeah. My philosophy is I really try not to judge the way a client likes to work out or the way anyone chooses. I don't think, you know, yoga is better than cycling or cycling is right. better than Pilates or Pilates is better than Elevate. I really say, you know, like, what can you do multiple times a week without getting bored? That's going to make you sweat and bring you Absolutely. joy. Do that. And if that's not my workout, I don't even care. Just go right. and do it because it's like, if you want to make it a lifestyle and you don't want to burn out, it has to be fun for you yeah. and it has to be enjoyable. And for some people that's lifting weights. And for some people it's not like for me, I really enjoy lifting weights, but you're not going to catch me with a barbell every day. You're yeah. just not. And even now that I've been so ingrained with body weight training, there are so many ways to challenge your body with truly just your own strength and pulling back and you know, stepping away from like, oh, just 12 sets of bicep curls and 12 sets of squats, moving through like more calisthenic training. It's challenging. I always tell my clients, you know, in prison, this is what they do. (laughs) So, you know, we can do it too. And it's great. Totally. And I mean, I love that because it's like, truly like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. And like, there is a place for everything. Everybody's different. And I think it all just depends on what your goals are. You know, if your goals are to get, you know, shredded, huge muscles, maybe body weight's not for you. But if your goal is to truly just get a great strength-based, relatively low impact workout in 35 minutes, boom, I got you. And it's for me, something that you can sustain because you really can do it multiple times, almost every day, multiple times a week or even every day. Yeah. And I loved what you said. It's literally what I tell people all the time. Like, don't do something because you think that you should, or you think that like, that is the trendy workout right now. That's the one where I'm going to burn 1000 calories because that's what they have on their sign. Like, you know, do something that's going to like light you up because then you're going to be excited about it and you're going to want to do it multiple times a week Mm -hmm. and stick with it and sustain it. Right. Like that's what it's all about. Um, okay. So let's talk about a little bit more about like your programming and how you kind of came up with that whole idea of it beyond just like the accessibility. Um, yeah. So I have a personal training background. I'm certified personal trainer. I had never taught a, you know, more strength-based workout. I had obviously taught cycling and I had taught bar, Yeah. but virtual cycling while I did it, it didn't really resonate as something that I wanted to build my business off of. For me, cycling 
it should be in a, in a studio. No shot, no offense to any people that bike at home. I think it works if it works for you. It's just a different but for, experience. But for me, I didn't want to do that. Yeah. So I thought to myself, you know, what can I create that is still fun and motivating with the same energy that an, that a cycling class kind of brings, but that's more of a strength-based workout. So I knew I wanted it to be musical because I have a brain where if it's not to the beat, it's actually confusing to me. I, I actually can't function. <laughs> um, and when I had taught bar, I uh, taught to the beat at bar. Yeah. So I didn't want to simply do bar because I wanted it to be a little bit more functional, a little bit more, you know, of those basic bigger movements, squats, lunges, planks, push-ups. So what I ended up developing, and it's crazy to say that I am proud of myself for literally creating this from scratch with like no experience doing something like this. Amazing. I created building blocks based on the song. So basically I wanted it to move body part by body part, you know, warm up, a little bit of cardio, and then we go into, you know, legs core arms and a glute burnout to finish. That was like the basic structure to start. And I started there and it was like squat song, lunge song, push up song, plank song, boom. Mm -hmm. Um, so it started off very simple. And then as it developed and I started teaching it more frequently, I started building in some more bar based movements from my experience when I taught bar, a lot of low impact glute work, um, Mm -hmm. stuff where you're, you know, on your forearms, lifting your legs, lying down, all of that. And I've diversified it through that and really just taking other virtual fitness classes, seeing how I can get inspired by new moves. Cause at this point it has been a year and I have clients that have been doing it since day one. So I really try to switch it up, whether that's, you know, a different core series, a different arm movement, a different leg series, et cetera. Basically what I end up doing Throughout the week, I teach three times a week. The Saturday will be the more like real leg day kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then Monday and Wednesday, we have one day that's a little more arm-based and one day that's a little more core-based. But no matter what class you take, you'll be getting a full body workout. So it really doesn't matter which day of the week you go yeah. to. I love that. It's so fun. Yeah. I want to come hop on. It's fun and it does help, you know, your brain stay creative, yeah. which is great. And yeah, for me, it's all about the music. Even if the programming is relatively similar, just having that playlist, switching it up. And I really base it all off the music. So yeah. if the beat's dropping, we're hitting a cardio burst. You know, I build in little cardio bursts here and there. I didn't want it to be too high impact because that's quickly burnt out. You right, know, right. you're jumping all the time. Um, and also at the time when I created, I was in my apartment. So I didn't want to be jumping around <laughs> on my neighbors. And so um, many other people were too. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that's how it began. And it's been great. I love everything that you're throwing out and everything that you're about with it. Um, like I said, like body weight can just like be everything that you need and more. And it is like you were saying, like from a teacher perspective, such a good way of like staying fresh and staying creative and like finding a new challenge of like, all right, we got to mix up the arm series. Like it's getting a little stale and then being able to like maybe take little like bits and pieces from other classes that you take and your bar background and everything. I love that so much. Um, and so you said something, I think it was like on your Instagram probably, um, that energy is your currency. So clearly even just from our conversation, I can feel the energy coming through the screen. So where do you get your energy from? Like you said, even on the like, you know, days where you're fatigued from teaching or on a bad day. I would say I definitely get that inspiration to keep going from my clients. Mm -hmm. I always look back on when I was a client and I had those instructors that they didn't know what was going on in my day, but they turned my day around every single time. And, you know, they didn't come in, you know, sloppy saying, Oh, I'm so tired. I'm so hungover. You know, I don't want to be here. They came in hype, you know, no matter what was going on, they were bringing me up. Yeah. So I always try to embody that because my clients mean so much to me. And I know that I've been there. You know, I'm not saying that they have a bad day every time they work out with me, but you know, I've been at that point where 
you know, the fitness class that you take that day is like the highlight of your day and it can either make or break you. Yeah, It can either absolutely. put you in a great mood or a bad mood. So it's like, even on the days when I'm dragging a little, I show up because I know I want to give them truly the best experience, yeah. especially if it's, you know, a reflection of me and my business. Yeah. So that definitely helps just to have them inspiring me. I would say definitely music. Yeah. Music for me is like an espresso shot. If I am feeling whack and I put on the right playlist, boom, vibe change like a hundred percent. And then other than that, I try to really stay in my routines because, you know, my energy balance can get very out of whack. I'm like, I always say that I have very high highs and then very low lows. Mm -hmm. Um, because you know, if you are someone like us that really gives their all and really pours out, you have to fill your own cup back or, you you know, burn out. And of course, like, even I have those days where I'm just like not feeling it. But if I find that I stay in my routines, you know, I'm waking up at the same time. I'm doing my morning routine. I'm journaling. I'm reading my books. I stay pretty balanced. Yeah. But I like to have fun too. (laughs) I mean, well, obviously got to get those Fish tacos, margaritas by the beach. You're in California yes. now. Can't be just eating kale all the time. <laughs> no, it's all about the balance. Um, but let's talk about the burnout a little bit. So yeah. obviously really easy for that to happen. And it happens to everyone. So like, I feel like people feel kind of like shame about it where it's like, that's normal, but how, besides, you know, just staying in your routine, like, or what parts of your routine really help you to avoid that? Like, is it setting boundaries? Is it, you know, such a great question. And I don't know about you, but I'm noticing now that, you know, as everything's coming back, we feel this pressure to just like make up for all the last time. And I almost don't want us to go so far in the other direction. You know, I think so many of us as painful and devastating as COVID was, it did show us that we don't need to be going 500 miles an hour, 24 seven, especially as fitness professionals. Yeah. And now I almost feel like it's starting to get that pendulum is going the other way. So especially with socializing, because I'm a very social person, I like to experience other things besides just Mm -hmm. working out. Um, But you have to protect that energy. So I find myself, you know, it's crazy, but I'll literally look at my weekend. And if I have something Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, something has to give within those plans or I have to take Monday off or I have to like figure out a balance because my social battery is like, the V1 model. I need to upgrade my battery back to like pre COVID times. I'm so Same. used to like sitting in my house for uh, days on end. Yeah. I'm not used to it. I find myself in like social situations being like, do I sound weird? Is right. this normal? Like, how do doing, I talk? <laughs> like, yes. Doing the most basic social stuff makes me like so exhausted now. Totally. It's and wild. People should realize like it's okay if you do have that social anxiety yeah. coming back to the world. And like, if you have to say no to a plan just to, Give yourself that night in to just relax. Even if it's summer, like that's okay too, you know, just have a glass of wine in your backyard and just call it. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. And like maybe find some of those friends that are also feeling that way. Like I feel like people are like ashamed to be like, I actually still want to stay at home. Absolutely. But like, I think a lot of other people are also feeling that way. So like, just tell Uh your friends and like, they'll probably just want to come hang out too. like sit on the couch and they're comfies because I can't wear real pants anymore. I can't do it. No, we can't. I I don't feel the exact same way. It's like you have those (laughs) dualities. You want to go full throttle and then you also want to relax. But I'm also the kind of person that I'm either in bed by 10 or I'm out till three. There's like rarely an in-between. I go one way or I go the other. On or off. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. Um, Okay. Let's talk about confidence. For sure. Which I think definitely also plays off of like really paying attention to your routines and setting your boundaries so you don't get that burnout to keep your energy in like a positive note. But let's talk about how you cultivate your confidence, even on like the tough days when maybe you're not feeling like I really want to get out in front of a bunch of people in a sports bra right now and (laughs) 
put myself out there? Such a good question. And it's funny because I feel like I actually really struggle with confidence, which is something that you probably wouldn't know if you meet me, but it's definitely an internal struggle. Um, I think I'm always just the hardest one on myself. So having that perfectionist mindset can make you feel very unconfident at times because you're like, is everyone judging me? Like, I didn't do my best. Like, I suck, blah, blah, blah. Um, But it's gotten better. I think that something that really just, you fake it till you make it. Yeah. You know? And that's an expression for a reason. You know, like most of the most confident people are probably also just as insecure as as you are. Um, But yeah, it's just about putting on the, I don't want to use the word facade, but putting on the mindset of like, what would a confident person do, you know? And I try to just get out of my head and just get into my body and just go for it. Because one thing that does help me is knowing that people are really self-absorbed. So most people aren't actually thinking about you as much as you think. Most people are mostly concerned with themselves. So a lot of times my clients, you know, they'll (laughs) say to me, I'm afraid to like sit in the front row or I'm afraid to like go to an in-person class because like everyone's judging me. And I'll say to them, like, they actually don't give a flip about you because they're actually way more worried about themselves. Like no one cares. No one cares what you do. And if they do and they are judging you, then they're a bad person. And right. You don't like them who anyway. cares. Yeah, exactly. Who cares yeah. what they think? It's so true. It's like if you look around in a spin class, no one is like looking exactly. over the other person. They're staring like, at themselves ew. in the mirror. <laughs> exactly. They're always looking at themselves in the mirror. And I use the same analogy. I had a client who's telling me, you know, like I'm fearful to wear a tank top because of my arms. And I said to her, when was the last time that you saw someone who didn't have like a perfectly sculpted body in a bathing suit or in a dress? And you said like, ew, like what a disgusting, like fat loser. You would never say that to someone. No. So why aren't you just going for it for yourself? You know, exactly. majority of the time you're not judging other people. You're saying, Hey, cute dress. I want to wear that. Yeah. Not like, Ew, what are they doing? So just go for it. I know that's so real. And I feel like it's like, imagine if you heard like your friend saying that one about themselves, obviously you'd be Mm -hmm. like, shut up. No. But if you heard your friend talking about a stranger like that, you'd be like, you're like, what I don't, the heck is wrong with you? Right, like, <laughs> I don't want to be friends with someone like you. Like, right. most people aren't really acting that way because it's asinine. <laughs> so. Exactly. And we're all fearful. You know, even just I remember when I was like starting to teach on Instagram live. Yeah. It was like such an embarrassing thing for me, like just being yes. live to my whole feed. Yeah. But it's like, no one's, they're just scrolling. They're just not going to even care. You know, it's like, whatever. And then you just have to rip the bandaid off and just do it a few times and then you're done. Exactly. No, I mean, I really, I mean, I love how honest you were about how you're not always confident either, because I think that as someone whose job is to put themselves out there, people kind of just assume like she radiates confidence and energy. Like it comes so natural to her. Like, how can I be like that? And obviously there are people that are more naturally confident, but you can do it too. It's the same thing like we were saying before of, you know, I'm either sporty or I'm not. Like, it doesn't have to be black or white. You can teach yourself how to be that same way. And I think I'm still learning, and this is a definite perspective shift that I've felt recently, mm-hmm. that it's okay to be confident, and being confident doesn't mean that you're cocky, and being confident doesn't mean that you have an ego. And mm-hmm. for a while, I think, especially as women, you know, we're taught not to accept a compliment in social settings. If someone's yes. saying, oh, I love your outfit, or you're so pretty, you say, oh, no, you're so pretty, like, ew, I look terrible, you know, yes. so that's reframing that took a lot for me and to say like, yeah, I'm owning it. I'm proud of myself. I, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you can do that and still be humble. And that's a recent shift for me. So I'm still working through how to feel like I can be confident without thinking, oh God, Emma, you're such a cocky, you know, person. You're not being humble enough, you know, especially after starting my own business and taking a step back to say, it's okay to like, be proud of yourself and say like, yeah, I did this myself. Yes. And I'm a badass, you know, yes. like bragging about it. It's okay. 
but that was absolutely. a shift for me. I'm still not a hundred percent there. But I mean, you're definitely not alone in that. It's like you said, yeah. as women, we're kind of just taught our whole lives that, you know, if you're too cocky, you're a bitch, it, you know, yep. but like, you're stuck up, you're like, self-centered. Yeah. Like if you think about, I think about like so many times, probably almost every time someone like compliments like an outfit or something, I'm always like, oh yeah, it's like clearance at like yep. TJ Maxx or like, like you make like oh, an I've excuse. Had it forever. Right. Instead of just saying, thank you. Thank like, you. <laughs> period. And it's weird to say thank you. Like, oh, you look so pretty. Thank you. It's like, whoa, can I leave it there? Right. Like, it's weird. Yeah, you it's can. Weird but it's truly rewiring your brain. Yes. A hundred percent. So it's all right for it to feel like not natural or not totally there but i loved that that you said that um can we shift a little from just like general confidence into like body confidence yeah if you're for like sure. comfortable chatting about that stuff um, yeah um for me just working out gives me confidence and i feel like even on the days when i only move my body for 20 minutes i feel better yeah. physically um and i feel more comfortable even if yeah. like realistically i didn't burn hundreds of calories like i feel better about it i'm definitely still working through just those old patterns especially when i first started teaching um i was very much in the all or nothing mindset of you know i have to work out for two hours a day if i teach two classes that's not enough because that wasn't my workout that was my clients i have to go to the gym and do my own thing etc mm -hmm. um so for a while i didn't have that full body confidence of just being able to find that moderation but i'm getting there yeah i definitely feel that like fitness instructor comparison trap there's always going to be someone who's more ripped than you there's always going to be someone who has more experience doing a certain method etc mm -hmm. but i've tried really hard to step away from that it's yeah. hard it's not easy i mean it's the same thing it's rewiring your brain from yeah a lifetime of you know the little messages from people around you from the media and all of it and then putting yourself in a profession where it can be very too. superficial it's, yeah yeah but it's i mean it's important like you said just to kind of keep your mindset nice and tight and not <laughs> yeah and i mean i know you know i i definitely still have thin privilege i'm not super one way or the other but i've also right. had people say to me you know i like that you don't look like a typical like ripped trainer or like a typical crazy thin instructor mm -hmm. um and that's not to say that i'm not thin because i'm sure that from the general american standards of beauty i am right, but right. you know i don't have a six pack and i probably never will and that's okay because yeah. i don't want to literally spend all of my life measuring out portions of rice and chicken so that's where i'm standing like could yeah. i have one yeah but do i want that lifestyle no i'd rather have pizza once a week and enjoy myself. And if I have something hanging over my leggings when I'm teaching and doing crunches and you can see the rolls, that's normal. Right. Cause if you are a normal body, normal bodies move. So I like yeah. watch all my videos cause I'm insane and I always <laughs> look at them. Um, yeah. So I've definitely had those moments when I've been like, oh, that's not a great angle or oh, that doesn't look great. But it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like life is too short. But like, yeah. I mean, obviously I relate to it so much same like there definitely have been so many like you know fitness like instructor photo shoots or mm -hmm. whatever it is yep. and then you get the pictures and you're like what but it's like <laughs> I always like to look back on the photos where I remember in the moment thinking oh my god I I felt so large and I felt so disgusting and then like years later you look back and you're like I looked great Right. Like, why that's, was I so in my head? You know, right. that's like, we're always our own worst critics. Absolutely. And it, it really is like, life is too short because if you spend your whole life in that mindset of like, when I'm this size, I'll mm -hmm. start wearing this. When I'm this size, I'll start doing this. Like, no, you are great right where you are, big or small, just yeah. 
start living right now because a hundred percent because what are you waiting for um okay we are gonna do a little rapid fire fun Ooh, round okay salty or sweet sweet what's your favorite sweet ice cream for sure Same. i'm an ice cream gal flavor okay this is controversial i know i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna shake it up here not everyone's gonna agree mint chocolate chip oh no that's a good one i feel like that's classic i think so too but you some can't people go really they, they they'll start hating yeah well let them hate <laughs> no, that's, left. i feel like we always had mint chocolate chip in my house growing up so that feels yes, like it's so good very like homey mm-hmm. um for your last meal what would it be oh my god such a challenging question i, Girl, I know. live to eat um i'm a foodie for sure i'm also half greek half italian mm. so i would say how much good food <laughs> yes i would say if possible like an appetizer of greek food yeah. because i live for you know those greek spreads where you have the tzatziki mm. and the hummus and the pita bread all that love so a good dip spread yes and then <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say pizza for my like yeah. main meal. So good, can't go yeah. wrong. Are you missing New York pizza out in California? Did you find any good? So spots? I'm actually not because my uncle has his own pizza business out here, which is literally crazy to say. The stakes were so low when you moved, knowing that you had that there, <laughs> and that is one of the reasons I actually don't. Just because at this point. He's such an incredible chef mm-hmm. that I don't miss it. I love that. That's so funny. That's awesome. Good hookup to have in the family. Yes, exactly. Um, a non-negotiable in your daily routine. Mm, this is a toughie. You could a have a couple. A, a non-negotiable in my daily routine would definitely be coffee. Yeah. Um, like at the most basic level, I would say coffee. I'm not me without my coffee. And I definitely would say at this point journaling mm-hmm. i have always been a journaler on and off throughout my whole life actually during lockdown when i was packing my stuff to move i uncovered all my old journals from high school yes it was probably one of the most hilarious experiences of my entire life just the way i was talking about my first boyfriend and his yes. myspace profile picture and why wasn't i on his top eight and i literally was dead top eight but I took a break from it for a while. And then during uh, quarantine, I started back up and I've been pretty consistent with it since then. And I love it just because it just kind of like lets my thoughts flow freely. Yeah. Just let it out. Um, I mean, it's supposed to be rapid fire, but I'm just going to like ask oh, yeah, questions. <laughs> no, no, no. I am just going to expand on that because I'm curious. Um, for your journaling, do you normally just like free flow write? Do you ever have like, you know, like writing down what you're grateful for or like different like prompts like that that you go off of if you don't know what to write a mix of both I generally do like three things I'm grateful for and you know three wins from my day yesterday I did a mindset coaching program with the amazing Nick Pags and Mm -hmm. he actually like helped us get there so I do that and then I'll either go into what I'm you know like feeling or I'll do just like recapping my actual life just because I I like to look back and like read what I was feeling and going through at the time. Yeah. I love that. I'm a big journaler too. I'm yeah. telling you so many similarities here. Like we're besties. I gotta, I gotta come to California and yes, hang come. out, eat some of that pizza. Definitely. Um. So you're also a nutrition coach. So yes. what would be your biggest I don't want to say like biggest nutrition tip, but like maybe more of like an overarching tip to live by or, you know. Such a great question. I would say before you jump on the train of what can you restrict and what can you take out, what can you add in instead? So I think a lot of us, um, we think to ourselves, like, I already eat so healthy. Like, I don't know what to change. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, are you getting five servings of fruits and vegetables every day? Are you getting, you know, the amount of water that you need? Are you moving every day? And are you getting just those basic minimums? So many people can't say, even I, you know, yeah, I sometimes have really struggled with getting enough. You can eat healthy, quote unquote, and still not have enough micronutrients and veggies and fruits in your life. So a lot of times 
for those clients that are struggling with that, I'll tell them to actually add other stuff in, add in more veggies, add in more fruits, add in more lean proteins, add in more whole unprocessed foods. And then over time, the more processed, less nutritious foods get edged out without even trying. I love that so much. It's like, it seems so simple, but it's crazy. Just like basic psychology, like much better it works. the same thing with like finding joyful movement it's more yes 100 love it um okay this is actually fitting after talking about your journals something that you would like to tell your like childhood maybe high school age self oh my god i would tell myself this in every phase of my life don't worry so much yeah literally yeah i am like the biggest worrier so i would say like just don't worry so much because it just takes away from your life. Yeah. Whatever happens is going to happen and worrying isn't going to prepare you anymore. I love that. Um, favorite song or artist to move to either right now or all time. Such a good question. It's a tough one. Um, so I love hip hop, like Mm -hmm. love. I would have to say Drake. He's probably like my favorite in general, love Drake. And then I also really love like classic EDM. So like Swedish house mafia, Avicii, Cascade, Tiesto, David Guetta, just like the classics. Yeah. Always get me going. Love it. Love it. Um, if you could be a part of any friend group in any show, which one would you choose? Duh friends. Literally hands down. Easy, easy, so easy. Um, go to either pre or post-workout snack or meal, if you have a go-to in your routine? I really love making my own protein shakes. Mm -hmm. They're my favorite. So it's one of the ways that I help myself get my fruits and veggies in, especially if I'm rushing around. I haven't like cooked a bunch of veggies that week. So I know that I can add in, you know, spinach, fruit, almond milk, protein, boom, yeah. done. Um, and I make them pretty tasty. I feel like you end up liking your own more than like the juice bar ones. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Except there is a new juice bar that opened. I mean, it's not that new. It opened like right before quarantine, but Ooh. theirs are actually so good. And I'm like, this is dangerous because <laughs> like there goes $15 every day. Literally, <laughs> literally. Um, biggest lesson from the last year biggest lesson from the last year, um, be grateful for the little things because Mm -hmm. sometimes that's all you have and like, that's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Last one, finish this sentence. I'm pretty much always on my phone. (laughs) Like if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. Same. It's bad. It's bad. That is a habit that I'm trying so hard to break. I just, changed all my like screen time permissions on my phone. You know how you yeah. can like have downtime. I've also and tried that before I know it. It's like your Instagram clock is up. I'm like, yeah. well, it's hard when you also kind of like you work on it, use it for work. Yeah. But, but I get into the trap of mindless scrolling, especially at night when I'm on my computer yes. or phone or just whatever. And I'm like, why am I here? Absolutely. What am I doing? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Do you have any, I just like to ask this cause I feel like it's fun to hear resources from other people, but do you have any books, podcasts, documentaries, anything like that, that either you're currently loving or that have really stuck with you? Ooh, Fitness yeah. or not, whatever. Um, If anyone hasn't read Atomic Habits, that was like one of my Ooh. favorite books that I read this year. It's all about creating those habits in your life in a sustainable way. And they talk a lot about like how to build small, tiny changes into your routine. I would definitely recommend that. My favorite book of all time, which I actually read right before I moved to California, and I tend to pick it up during like pivotal moments in my life, is The Alchemist. Mm, It's probably like the best book ever. Um, I love podcasts. I've gotten out of my podcast routine because after moving from the city where I was commuting all the time, like podcasts were my like subway activity. Yeah. And now I'm usually not driving that far. 
Um, obviously yours, duh. But <laughs> I have to say my favorite podcast is J Train. He is a I comedian. Listen to that. Darren Freed. He talks all about dating and like millennial sort of dating situations, dating apps, horror stories. And he literally makes me laugh so hard every time. So definitely that one. I love Not very that. inspirational, but always good to have a comic one. No, I definitely like sadly the majority of the ones I listen to are like girls gotta eat like yes I love that he was on girls gotta eat yes that's why the name sounded familiar yeah like just sometimes you need a good absolutely laugh you know um well then hype yourself up where can everybody find you so you can follow my Instagram. It's at Emma Belwomo, my first name and my last name. And you can also check out Elevate Body at www.elevatebody.net. Your first class is free with code EBFIRST. Mm-hmm. And in addition to the live classes that I run three times a week via Zoom, I have a whole on-demand portal where you can rent uh, videos anytime ranging from five minute body part focused ones to 20 minutes, 35 minute full body. And all of that is on my site. I love it. Well, and if I'm you're in Orange County. You can come ride with me at cycle bar Irvine yes. I'm in person too. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Um, well, I'm going to have to make a trip out there. Because... Yes. Come everybody come to California. <laughs> yeah. Like literally have always thought about moving there, but I can at the very least take a trip. Um, yes, I love it. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on. I want to hop on. I'm going to use the code and yes, take anytime. my first free class. But you're a gem. Thank you so much. Let's thank stay in you touch. so much. Loved this. Thank keep, you. Keep spreading that energy around. Thank you for listening to the Build with Brayback podcast. Stay connected on Instagram at Build with Brayback and our website, www.buildwithbraybeck.com. Show a little love by rating and reviewing, sharing with your friends, and of course, subscribing so you don't ever miss an episode. Until next week, keep on building.